0: The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, always enjoying conversation with great guests in the studio, helping us make the decisions we need to make if we're going to become owners of real estate or real estate investors. And you know, most rental property owners worry about protecting their investment from any physical damage to the property, like insurance claims, lawsuits, tenants. uh, There's all sorts of ways you can lose money when you buy real estate. But the key is to learn where you're vulnerable, you know? And sometimes it's legal exposure. In fact, a lot of time it is legal exposure. And then you need to take the common sense steps to minimize that vulnerability. Doesn't that matter if you have one rental property, 10 or more, today's program is perfect for you. Sherry Hill from Sage International will be joining us. She's the wealth protection diva. She is an expert when talking about investing in real estate. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real
2: Estate Radio. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com.
1: And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, your host, and yeah, it's the same thing every week. We talk about real estate and real estate for investors. And although I have a big background in real estate, there are experts that know much, much more than me. And today I have one of those experts in the studio with us, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Welcome to the show, Sherry.
0: Thank you, Peter. Always great to be here.
1: It's great to have you on our show too. You are the wealth protection diva. You're the expert when it comes to helping people start a business. You work with a lot of entrepreneurs. It seems like more and more, Sherry, Startups, business owners, are actually real estate investors. Their business is real estate. And you and I were talking about all of the vulnerability. Let our listeners know what vulnerability means when you're a real estate investor.
0: Well, certainly whenever you own real estate and you have other people who are living in that real estate, your liability exposure goes up. You know, all assets create liability one way or the
1: other. Nothing's free. Exactly. nothing's at a cost.
0: And with real estate, it isn't just tenants and people, it's also building and structure and codes and all kinds of ways that you as the owner of that property are liable or you are responsible and you can be held negligence and and all kinds of things. So there are ways to protect yourself that make more sense, but it takes knowing what you don't know.
1: You know, I've talked about this on the shows before, Sherry, is that there's a penalty in America. Maybe it's around the world. It's the success penalty. If you're successful in anything, And if you want to be successful in anything, you have to understand that there is a cost. You have to protect yourself against those costs so that you can minimize those costs. Sherry Hill, you and I were talking about a presentation that you have made across the country. And uh, it's called 20 Things You Should Know About Landlord Liability and Exposure. So today's a very special show for our audience, because you're going to get to hear those 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. Sherry, why don't we get right down to it? Let's talk about the first one.
0: All right, number one is anti-discrimination laws. So, fair housing laws, So you can't discriminate. Basically, people are filling out applications and you can reject a potential tenant because they have bad credit, or, you know, they don't have good references, whatever reason, and you have to tell them why, but certainly you can't not rent to someone because you don't like the color of their skin or their sexual identity or whatever it is.
1: Sherry, I think the word discrimination (laughs) has gotten very bad reputation across the country. I happen to be a very discriminating person. It means that I think about things before I do them. I know what I like and I know what I don't like. Now... There are certain things that you cannot discriminate against when you're a landlord. Like you say, somebody's race, somebody's sexual orientation, somebody's age, the color of their skin. There's a long list. If you're a landlord or want to be a landlord, you better figure out what those things are that you can and cannot discriminate about. It's all about being fair. It's all about being fair to the people that want to acquire a place to live or a place to do business. So, yes, be aware of discrimination. If you're a real estate investor, Sherry, what's number two? Is the state rent rules. And so those
0: typically, you know, a five-day notice to pay rent or face eviction. Of course, these are state by state. And every state is going to have different realities around those rules. But wherever you are, especially if you own real estate in multiple states, you better know each state law.
1: Each state is different. And it doesn't matter what state you live in. As a real estate investor, if you own real estate in Nevada, real estate in California, real estate in Colorado, there are some different rules that take place in there and you better have the capacity to know how to manage those rules for each state. You would have to do it by yourself, maybe put in an extra hour or two a day if you're a solopreneur, Or, Sherry, some people have staff. They have people that actually help them with all these deals.
0: Well, sure. And I mean, I just have this example. My brother lived in the same house for 30 years. Mm -hmm. He and his wife, the owner, passed away. The daughter steps in and she posts a big notice on their door. You need to be out in 20 days after 30 years. Now, of course, they could have played the game and done all kinds of stuff. But bottom line is they went on to buy a beautiful home. So they're much happier for it. However, I went out and researched the state rent rules because I'm like, you, you mean after that much time, 20 days' notice is all you have to tell someone to get out? But mm. that's what Washington State.
1: Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. Quick in and quick out in Washington. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking about the 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. We we'll covered the first two. Let's cover the third
0: state security deposit limits and return rules. And so of course we know this is one of the biggest areas of dispute between landlords and tenants.
1: Is the security deposit?
0: And what can you withhold? How does it treat it? What if the you move out and the landlord doesn't have the money? I mean there's all kinds of stuff. I'm sure small claims court is filled with people up for security deposits.
1: Yeah. You know, that security deposit is supposed to be kind of an assurance that you're going to take care of the property if you're renting it either on a month by month or on a contract basis. But you know there could be a lot of disputes at the end is what is reasonable damage and what is unreasonable wear and tear and so forth. So you have to be prepared to get to that crossroads at some point down the road. If you're going to rent property and there's a security deposit involved, you have to have your guidelines in place. So that when it comes time to refund that deposit or use it toward repairs or cleaning. It has to be spelled out in each agreement. That's a great thing to think about. Sherry Hill, let's talk about number four on the list of 20 things you should know about landlord exposure and liability.
0: Habitable housing requirements, so keeping your premise in living condition. And so there's an implied warranty of habitability.
1: Habitability. Yes. (laughs) I'm a big fan of habitability for humanity. And that means create an environment for somebody that they can live a normal, decent life. Running water, I would imagine, is a big thing. Indoor toilet, heat in the winter. Summertime, if it has air, it should work. But, I mean, the key is you got to stay warm and dry.
0: Right. But the, the liability exposure comes in because the tenant has rights, and certainly this is state by state again, to withhold rent. And so if they have given proper notice, you're not fixing whatever the problem is, they can withhold rent. Mm -hmm. And so you can see this can become a big snowball of problems.
1: So if I'm a landlord and I get a call on Thanksgiving Day from my tenants and they say, Peter, not only does the oven not work and we can't cook Thanksgiving dinner, we also can't flush the toilet. I have to get on it pretty quick, right? Or there may be some kind of a penalty coming my way. Or they may not even pay the December rent. Well,
0: that's it. And so... And trust me, here's one thing that if you have rented property at any time, your tenants know more about the law than you, the owner. Typically, people who have rented for a long time, they know the laws and they get you. And so it's one of those things where, again, what is reasonable, what makes sense, and if you are found negligent or a slumlord or all kinds of things, then guess what? These people have an attorney on speed dial.
1: Or your tenant may be an attorney, and (laughs) uh, they're just looking to see if you treat them in a legal manner. We're talking with Sherry Hill. Sherry is the CEO, the president of Sage International. Sherry, a lot of years in business. 24. And you work primarily with entrepreneurs, real estate investors. Is that really the core of your clientele? Yeah, real estate
0: investors has always been a huge core of who we work with. And a lot of that helps. uh, You know, I was an escrow officer for many years, so I truly understand the real estate. Grew up in the mortgage world with my mother, who owned mortgage companies. Learned from mama. And just all the way around. So, you know, been an investor, all kinds of things myself
1: and I get real estate. A lot of people try to give advice and they give advice many times when they're not even asked for advice. But I know you get calls every single day from people across the country. And if they're an investor, Sherry, what are they really looking for? What's the main thing they need to do as a real estate investor? They're just getting started. I mean, what is it that they need to do?
0: Well, they need to protect themselves and utilize uh, the right entity. I mean, another classic example, dealing with a dentist in South Carolina. Very successful, owns 18 rental properties. South Carolina, fortunately, has the series LLC like we do here in Nevada. It's an ideal tool for this gentleman to protect his wealth, keep his all his rentals, away from the practice of being a dentist. He owns his office building. And so talking to him about, you know, utilizing a series LLC. And all of a sudden the guy's like, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, I don't understand that. It's like, why do you want to work so hard your whole life? Now you're preparing for exit strategy. One lawsuit, one, one of these 20 is going to come back and bite him on the butt and he's going to lose it all. And that's tragic.
1: We're talking with Sherry Hill, the CEO of Sage International. We're talking about real estate investing and the 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. We've covered one through five. After this break, we will be back with more of Sherry Hill on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and we'll keep running down the list of those 20 items. We'll be right back. Suntec Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort and privacy to your home. 3529396 Suntec Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. Suntec Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396 Suntec Solar Screening combines Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call Suntech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 352-9396. Senior citizen and military discounts. Suntech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call Suntech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352 9396. Suntech Solar Screening.
0: Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans.
1: Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing
2: lender. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge. Income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International.
1: We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today enjoying conversation with industry experts in my favorite business, real estate. I mean, anybody can get into business, but the real estate business, I mean, that's exciting. There are more millionaires made in America, probably around the world, as real estate investors than any other kind of business. And it's really simple to get into because many people start out just by buying their primary residence, living in it for a little while, maybe even as short as a year. And then you rent it out and you move on. You buy another place. And before long, your trail of crumbs is no longer crumbs. It's assets, things that actually grow in value. And you're providing somebody a place to live or a place to do business. Becoming a real estate investor is a great way to start out in business. But just like anything, there's no free lunch. You've got to know what you're doing. That's why today, Sherry Hill is with us. Sherry is the wealth protection diva at Sage International, and we're talking about the 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. Sherry, why don't you give our audience a catch-up on the first five that we've talked about?
0: Absolutely. So, number one was anti-discrimination laws, which are your fair housing laws. So, of course, you as a landlord cannot discriminate. Two, state rent rules, so how much time does someone have to pay their rent before you can assess a late fee or face eviction and so on. So you need to know those rent rules. Number three was state security deposit limits and return rules, which obviously is a biggest source of dispute between tenants and landlords, but you need to know what are those requirements and what you can withhold or not. Four is habitable housing requirements. So you have to keep the premises livable, right? You have
1: to have the basics, water, heat, air, whatever the you know, whatever you sign up for, you have to know that it's going to have to be maintained.
0: Absolutely. And what can a tenant, you know, can they withhold rent? Things like that. Number five is environmental hazards. So lead paint dust, carbon monoxide or radon, anything that contains asbestos. So you need to be real clear that your premise that you're renting out isn't loaded with environmental hazards, mold, you know, things that we see that are common that cause health hazards if I live there.
1: So it's a good idea to get that home inspected on a regular basis to make sure that you don't have any of these issues that can create problems for the tenants, which will in turn create problems for you as a real estate investor. So, Sherry, let's move on. Let's find what number six is on the 20 things you should know list about landlord liability and exposure.
0: Right. So, a legal written lease or rental agreement. So, you set out all the legal rules you and your tenant must follow. Now, is
1: that a law that you have to do that, Sherry? A lot of people rent to family members, to children, to relatives and I, I know they don't do that they just don't maybe put it on a napkin maybe they just have a no verbal. it needs
0: to be in writing it needs to be a, a legal rental
1: agreement or lease family agreement. family regardless
0: yes of course uh, family's the worst
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. sometimes family can take more advantage of you than a stranger who just comes to become your tenant Sometimes families, they think they can get away with stuff.
0: Right. But where the liability exposure for the landlord comes in is that they include illegal clauses or they fail to make legally required disclosures, right? And so those are the things that if you are not an expert in writing contracts for real estate, you need to have a really good real estate attorney who can oversee these written agreements. Mm
1: -hmm. Number seven.
0: Is make legally required lead-based paint disclosures or you're going to face hefty penalties. Uh, The lead
1: paint has been eliminated, what, for the last hundred years, it seems like, out of painting. But, well, maybe it's not that long. Maybe it's like since the 70s. Or There's still places out there that have... Well,
0: sure. I mean, you look at some of the properties, how old they are, and people go in and fix them up.
1: Especially if it's an older home, then you really have to be aware and monitor the lead based paint situation. So that's a good good point for anybody that's buying an older home, a fixture upper or even something in a historic district. It's gonna be an issue.
0: And number eight is you want to make sure that you get the right insurance for your property. So if somebody slips and falls on the property and, you know, you haven't been negligent, you can imagine we live in an area where there's a lot of ice, black ice, if you aren't out there making sure that your tenants have safe as they enter and exit the property, then you could be held negligent if somebody has a serious accident.
1: Buying insurance for your home, your primary residence, versus buying insurance for your rental property. I mean, there's two big different considerations there. And one of them is that you actually have clients coming and going into your rental property. Your tenant actually have clients, tenants, friends and families, and maybe some of their clients themselves, you have so many people that can actually go into a property that you rent out as part of your real estate business, much more liability. And look, I hate to say it, but there are people that are looking for ways to scheme people or scam people, or at the very least to create situations where they might need to get paid off or threat of a lawsuit, I mean, you better have all of your insurance situation taken care of if you have a business, if you have investment property.
0: Part of the insurance, too, is dangerous conditions. For a lot of years around the country, you know, wells and not properly covering wells or you just never know what it is. You've got trees you know blowing right into the power lines. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can create a dangerous situation, and most of it is you
1: just you need to repair or replace or maintain. We're talking with Sherry Hill. Sherry is the CEO of Sage International. and works with thousands and thousands of business owners and investors. Over the course of 20 plus years, of helping people all across the country. And it seems like even more so today, Sherry, people are really excited about opportunities in real estate. We've seen real estate prices go way up, then they go back down, then they go up. It seems to me like if you know what you're doing, you can really hugely successful as a real estate investor.
0: Absolutely, but this is why we're talking about where people end up losing all of their real estate because they didn't do some of the things that are easy to deal with and to protect yourself and to make sure that stream of income is isolated from everything else that you're doing.
1: In talking about these 20 things that you should know about landlord liability and exposure, Sherry Hill, Do you think most real estate investors, when they're getting started, do they have a grasp of this stuff? I mean, no. w- when you talk to people, do you find that it's because they, they didn't get do that research up front?
0: Well, it's, it's not even about that. A lot of this was developed out of people's personal experience, because I can tell. Brand new real estate investors, it's all the dream. It's all the excitement. It's, I'm going to get rich. And then when you realize there's all these arrows pointing at you, that if you don't protect that investment, goes that fast
1: so sometimes when you're really successful i mean you have to keep a low profile because i mean you've noticed that look somebody wins the lottery what happens every distant relative everybody with the same last name everybody who ever met this person that won the lottery in their life is now suddenly getting calls because money attracts mites money attracts people that want to take your money of course if you're a real estate investor or you're thinking about becoming a real estate investor i assure you you are successful. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing unless you were successful. And you've got to protect that success that you have built for yourself and for your family. I mean, I've seen fortunes wiped out in just a matter of days because somebody does one thing wrong and it may be missing one of the 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. If you're going to get into real estate in any way, shape or form, You've got to know more about this. Sherry Hill, before we take our next break, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you in case they want to go into more detail on any of these one items that we've talked about so far.
0: 775-786-5515 or visit the website sageintl.com.
1: Let's go on to number nine. Talk to us about what number nine is on the 20 things you should know list.
0: Dogs and critters.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: You if you knew the animal was potentially dangerous then if that dog your tenant's dog bites somebody else or causes major damage to the property you can be held liable
1: let me tell you i think a dog is potentially dangerous if it has teeth because teeth bite and one dog bite that that changes well your but whole it's not
0: just dogs if you have horses if you're you know one horse horses bite. a
1: cow and a cow ferret
0: you, who knows <laughs> <parrot>. you know
1: <laughs> So pets is a big issue. Pets is a huge issue. It's a big issue because I think that the general public wants pets, but the general landlords, they don't want pets. Why don't they want pets? What's the deal? Well,
0: because they, they do cause havoc. They can create a lot of damage on your property. However, it's just one of those where, you know, if you're going to allow for pets, then you need to have all that written in your agreement and what they're responsible for. And, and you better hang around that pet so you know if it is dangerous or not.
1: Well, one tip I have for anybody that's a landlord is that there's so many people that want pets now if you're at all concerned about pets. Maybe an additional deposit for a pet deposit or maybe a rent adjustment because you have one other person living in the house. Yeah, usually it's Fido. an
0: additional pet deposit yeah. and things like that. But just
1: know and be but, prepared because it's right. very, very but, likely. But the key
0: is you need to know the pet. That's the whole point of this liability so do, you to, do you have to interview the pet? Do you have you? to interview the pet. If he's growling at you, there's a problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on and do number 10 next. So okay. Tell us what's on number 10.
0: Bad behavior tenants, so these are the, you know, a landlord assumes responsibility and the potential liability for the conduct of his tenants, so if you know of unlawful, obnoxious, or other behavior that amounts to an ongoing nuisance, you're required to take the steps necessary to protect other tenants, other people who are affected by their unreasonable conduct.
1: So take care of uh, monitoring your tenants to make sure they're not causing trouble amongst the neighbors. Well, if
0: they're dealing drugs, if they have obnoxious pets, if they are loud all night, play their music too loud. I mean, now, this is where it gets hard because, you know, trying to evict a, a bad tenant.
1: So probably the thing to do is monitor early and monitor often. And
0: offer them a check to move out so they don't destroy and damage the property on the way out. Well, now that's
1: an interesting tactic if you need to have somebody move out. Yeah, probably... here's
0: two grand, go. Because otherwise they'll they'll clean your clock. We've seen it. They take the cupboards, the sinks, the toilets. They break the windows. They do all kinds of things. So if you have a bad tenant. Now, of course, if you're taking a lot of really good steps to figure out who you're renting to, then you know that's not going to happen. But we do know there are bad tenants.
1: Bad tenants. We have covered the top 10, or let's say the first 10 in the list of 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure after this break. We're going to continue our conversation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, president, CEO of Sage International, and her advice to you if you are a real estate investor. Suntec Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the Suntech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 352-9396. Senior citizen and military discounts. Suntech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call Suntech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. Suntech
2: Solar Screening. Sage International Incorporated is proud to be celebrating 23 years in business. We believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur, and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775 786 5515. Call Sage International.
1: Hi, everybody. Peter Padilla here with you today on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're helping people make great decisions when it comes to buying and selling real estate. And today, we're talking about making great decisions if you're a real estate investor or you want to become a real estate investor. I'm talking with Sherry Hill. And Sherry is the CEO, the president of Sage International. 23 plus years in business helping entrepreneurs, business owners, and real estate investors make great decisions and avoiding the poorhouse. You want to be successful if you're in business. That's why people come to talk to Sherry Hill. Today, we're talking about the 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. Sherry and I have been talking about the first 10. They will be posted on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com, in case you've missed any of them so far. But these 20 things that you should know about landlord liability and exposure sherry i imagine they're good all across the country
0: yes absolutely all across the country state specific laws with regards to security deposits and evictions and things like that but for the most part a lot of this is common sense you would think yes <laughs> but some
1: people they just don't know and you know everybody would say well i didn't know well you're going to know because sherry's got the list We have covered the first 10 so far. Let's pick it up with number 11, All right,
0: respect tenants' privacy. And Nevada landlords, you are required to provide 24 hours notice before you enter rental property and you wanna make sure you include a clause in the rental agreement related to that, and then keep written records of all the times that you did request to enter.
1: All right, so if you have to do a repair or just check maintenance, maybe check the filters on your air conditioner that your tenants uh, are using in their home, you, you can't just show up and put the key in and go in the house. I mean, once they give you the rent money and they're in, they have that level of privacy. So you've got to notify them within 24 hours that you're going to go to the home to do any kind of home or inspection. Cher, sure, I would imagine that an emergency is a different situation, well, right? Of course. A so neighbor calls in, there's a fire, a water's leaking, somebody's getting in there right away. Absolutely. Exception.
0: Right. But again, Yes, for anything that, you know, maintenance-wise or so on, other than an emergency 24 hours notice. Very
1: good. That was number 11. Let's move to number 12.
0: Is retaliating against a tenant who exercises a legal right. So if you try and raise their rent or evict them because they complained about an unsafe condition or anything like that, then you want to make sure that you uh, avoid the problems, you establish a good paper trail to document how you handle the repairs and other important facts of your relationship with your
1: tenant. You know, it's all the more reason why you want to take care of your tenant and make sure that you're following the list. Because let's say that on month 11, a tenant complains about a leaky pipe, right? And you say, okay, we're gonna get out there and we're gonna fix it. And it's gonna take three days to get it all done, start to finish. And obviously nobody likes to be inconvenienced. But then, you know, you're in the 11th month and It's always been your plan. You raise the rent after one year, right? It's a one-year lease. So if you do that and the tenant has a problem saying, hey, you said it would be done in three days, that water repair, it took 10 days. Well, now it could be presumed, right? There's that presumption that this rate increase was a retaliation, right? Of the complaint so you want to make sure that you get all that documented in advance and in fact if you're going to raise the rent every year i probably would put that on the agreement myself is that every year the rent is subject to an increase of x percentage for cost of living or for other factors involved
0: number 13 is to follow the exact procedures for terminating a tenancy or evicting a tenant and getting rid of any abandoned property. So exactly how must you terminate a tenancy? You want to follow the state law specifically because if you don't, guess what?
1: You're liable. Right. Come, somebody now will come what if sue you?
0: what if they leave a whole bunch of their property or they, you know, left quickly overnight and they got a whole garage full of their stuff? What are you supposed to do with it? So you need to know exactly what you're supposed to do. How much time do you have to hold on? Did you give them notice that you were going to be donating it? I mean, all those things.
1: You know, as a non landlord, I would normally think somebody leaves their stuff at my house and they're not paying rent anymore, I'd get rid of it, throw it out, donate it, whatever. But you're right, Sherry, every state has different laws. And you may have to hold that property, you may have to store that property for a while 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever the, the state laws are, so that you won't have any legal issues with this former tenant down the road and i would imagine some people look for those opportunities you don't want to give anybody a chance an opportunity to sue you even after you've thrown them out for not paying their rent
0: number 14 disasters and emergencies so you want to make sure when you're renting to somebody that you tell them and show them with documentation, also physically, the location of any utility shutoff valves that can save lives and minimize damage, right? Also smoke detector checks, freeze warnings. You wanna create an emergency procedures manual that you can leave with them that has emergency numbers, the regular maintenance numbers, along with a predetermined evacuation plan. So again, this is preemptive and proactive to go in case of emergency, you're not dialing me, and I have, I'm clear across town.
1: You know, I, it's been a number of years since I was a renter, but I rented a condo the last time, Sherry, from a lovely old lady. And what she did for me is she gave me a checklist. And while we were actually doing the walkthrough through the home, She was showing me how the dishwasher worked, checked, and she showed me that it worked. The refrigerator, check. And here are the manuals for the washer and the dryer and the refrigerator, check, check, check. And the toilet's all flush, check, 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 check. And it was about 30 things on this list. Maybe it took an extra 15 minutes, but when it was all done, I signed it. And then she got a copy and I got a copy. I knew how all that stuff worked and I knew that it worked. And I don't think there was a state-specific law that said that you have to provide a checklist and you have to, you know, show the person so they sign. But, you know, she did it on her own, and I bet she had done that for many years. She protected herself. She found a convenient way for herself to do that. And I felt assured moving in, everything's here and everything worked.
0: Put yourself in your tenant's shoes. Two o'clock in the morning and the power all shuts out or, you know, the gas... Who knows, you wanna make sure that they're protected and they're safe, so. You bet,
1: you bet. If you care about people, you know, you're going to take care of your tenants and your tenants, that's the golden goose. You've got to take care of tenants. I love it when I hear from a real estate investor, Sherry. They say to me, these are my tenants. They've been here for 14 years, 14 years. Isn't that amazing? You find a tenant who will live in your property for 14 years or more. They're going to pay your mortgage. Well, not only they're, that, they're like but gold.
0: Yeah, and and really, you're providing them a wonderful place to live and raise their family. Everybody's and, happy, and you have to care about them in that regard. Number 15 is lower the risk of crime at your property. So courts are increasingly finding landlords partially responsible for crimes on their properties because they didn't provide adequate security. Mm-hmm. So lighting, the common areas, smart key policies, changing locks every time a tenant moves out, bushes and shrubbery up around the, the entryways. I mean, these are all the things that when you look at it, you have to be able to say, if I were a bad person... Where would I hide? How would I deal? And I'm amazed at how many landlords do not change the locks every time a tenant moves out.
1: You know, I went camping not long ago with a good friend, Sherry, and he did not have a spare tire on his truck. He took me to driving all over the backwoods and, and up and down sand dunes, and there were probably no people for miles and miles. And I didn't find out until after, after we'd been on this trip. We were driving around with a spare tire that was totally, totally flat. I mean, that's scary to think about what kind of a chance we were taking. I mean, it could have created a serious injury, or one of us could have died of a heat stroke. Look, the fact is, if you're a landlord and you have real estate, you better have a spare tire. I mean, you better have something in the tank. What I'm saying is you better be protecting yourself because there's all sorts of bad things that can happen to you on any given day, no matter what. But when you become a landlord... You're kind of asking for trouble from people that can create trouble, are you not?
0: Yes. So again, here's the common sense to look at your property and go, how do I make it as safe, habitable?
1: Safe, habitable, yes. comfortable. Comfortable. I mean, you want people to yes. like living there, right? <laughs> and, and I always hear about people that say, well, I like to buy you know, Baltic Avenue, Mediterranean. These are the slums on Monopoly games. But many people think that if they buy a slum, a, a tattered old house, that they can hardly put anything into it and make some rent money, that they're money ahead. And and maybe they are, and they might do pretty well. But you better be covered on how you structure your deal, how you're insured, how you're protected legally if you own any kind of a real estate. And I'm of the opinion, Sherry, that as you move into a lower scale of home, that tenant, I mean, you have more liability because... There's different kinds of activities that take place on different social and income stratas. So regardless of what you're buying, protect yourself. But if you're buying at the low end, pay to it even more attention, the list that Sherry Hill has to share with us today. We've covered the first 15 of the 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. After this break, we're going to cover the last five. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Suntex Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTek Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTek Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTek Solar Screening combines... ATTENTION ALL RESIDENTS OF NORTHERN NEVADA, THIS IS A HIGH HEAT ALERT. TEMPERATURES WILL BE IN THE HIGH 90S AND 100S FOR AN EXTENDED PERIOD OF TIME. CALL SUNTECH SOLAR SCREENING TO BLOCK THE SUN AND HEAT FROM YOUR WINDOWS. NOW BACK TO OUR COMMERCIAL. DON'T SUFFER ANY LONGER AS TEMPERATURES SOAR INTO THE 90S AND 100S. 352-9396. SENIOR CITIZEN AND MILITARY DISCOUNTS. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. Three five two nine three nine six.
3: SunTech Solar Screening. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit SummitFunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number... 258750 our branch NMLS number is 1042857 Summit Fundings NMLS number is 3199 thank you Summit Funding is an equal housing lender
2: There is risk in owning investment real estate and a lot of misinformation out there about it. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, has been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Sherry knows there's a thousand ways you can invest in real estate, but if you don't have the right strategy or the best entity, LLC, Series LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp in place, it's a lot harder to become a successful real estate investor. Call Sage International Incorporated, 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International.
1: And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm enjoying my conversation today, just like I have been over the course of, geez, it's over 12 years now that we've been talking with people about real estate and real estate for investors. It always it's exciting when people tell me that they just closed a the deal, they've got cash flow coming in, and somebody someday is going to help them pay off their mortgage. So who's gonna help them pay off the mortgage? It's the tenants, the people that come in and they rent the house or they rent the building because they've got a business to run or a family to raise, becoming a landlord. It's got a lot of benefits and opportunities, but it can also create challenges. Today in the studio, we have Sherry Hill. And Sherry is the CEO and the president of Sage International. And Sherry helps real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business people of all types structure properly and make sure that they are adequately covered against all the bad things that can happen, like liability, like slips and falls, like legal suits, lawsuits against your business. You avoid that by doing things right up front. Today we're talking about the 20 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure. We've covered the first 15. We've got the whole list on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. So if you've missed any part of it, it's all gonna be there. But we have five more to go and talk about with Sherry Hill. So Sherry, let's continue. What is number 16 on the list?
0: Written release for use of recreational items. So if the home that you're renting has a pool, swing set, jungle gym, all those kinds of things, you wanna make sure that in your rental agreement that you address it and make sure that you will not be held liable for misuse of that equipment
1: or the pool, things like that. I would think a swimming pool would create huge liability if you don't set that up properly. But it could also be like a hot tub, even. I mean, you could, a person could actually drown in a hot well, tub. Well,
0: if you're in apartment buildings, laundry facilities, I mean, all kinds of things.
1: So, so what if it has like uh, horseshoes, lawn darts? I mean, that stuff can absolutely. Kill somebody, right? Be careful. You'd be yes. very careful if you have any recreational equipment that is part of the lease. In fact, I would recommend that you not include any. Recreational equipment, because you're just asking for trouble. You're just giving people an opportunity to um, create some incident where you could be liable. So unless it's a, an in-ground pool, I would not leave the above-ground pool set up or the trampoline set up. Or the monkey bars set up. Let them put them on their own if they want to, but you know, keeps you out of the process. Let's move on, Sherry. Number 17 is next.
0: Adopt careful and consistent business practices. So landlords tend to create their own risk just by the way they go about doing their business. So you want to be careful and consistent by using written lease or rental agreements with the tenants and by enforcing lease clauses consistently. Create house rules for tenants to follow regarding pets, children, and safety, and enforce them. Don't be careless with tenants' social security numbers, case of identity theft. So, what does your office look like? How are you actually documenting anything that you're doing with regards to those tenants or maintenance records, things like that. So you, if you want to be a serious and successful real estate investor, you have to be a good business owner.
1: You have a lot of people's private and sensitive information and documentation in many cases when you're a real estate investor, because you have to do things like get a credit check, Uh, maybe get information on somebody's employment copy of a driver's license I mean there's so many things you can't just frivolously store that stuff in and around wherever in your office or home or business they they have to be locked and secure look for a long time I was a mortgage lender and it was very common in our industry that there was a compliance officer that's going to walk around your office and if he sees any files out of place any papers lying around you were fired you were out of there The same thing should be true for a business owner. You're right, Sherry. If you're a landlord, you've got to have a business structure so you can keep your documentation protected. Make sure you're doing everything in the most professional manner possible.
0: Well, I'm being consistent. If I enforce late rent on this tenant but not this one, then, again, I create exposure.
1: Yeah, so just maybe by being nice to one tenant and excusing them for something, you could open up yourself to, discrimination issues because another tenant might find out about it and say well why did he get it and I I didn't get it was it because I'm this color or I'm of that religion or I mean, look, why do it? Just make sure you're consistent with everybody. So when it comes to real estate, it's all business.
0: All right, number 18, hiring help. So any independent contractors you bring onto the property, you wanna make sure they're licensed, bonded and insured.
1: So you have to ask anybody that works with you as part of your business to make sure they have the same credentials as well. So let's put it in other terms. Sometimes I hear of uh, homeowners they want to get a little bit of uh, electrical work done at the of their house but they don't want to pay for a licensed electrician they'll get a handyman or somebody's uncle or nephew that knows how, a little bit about electronics right and they'll put some wires together and yeah maybe it's okay for a while but if there's a legal issue if there's a fire somebody gets electrocuted and then it is discovered that this work was done without a license that's huge liability maybe you saved a hundred bucks by using a friend or a family member over somebody who is a licensed contractor but do not do that you're just asking for trouble
0: Uh, number 19 is taxes staying on good terms with Uncle Sam so you need to create a record-keeping system that documents and substantiates all of your claimed income and expenses so I see this so many times people have a lot of rentals and they're still doing their own taxes I don't understand it but you know you really need a good tax pro on your team
1: Sometimes it seems like investors, business owners, landlords, they get so darn cheap trying to maximize income and profit on everything they do, they start to cut corners. And sometimes those corners are that they do things by themselves or they they shop for used items or used repair items and things. And they're so particular about saving those pennies, they forget to take account of it. They forget to keep receipts, they forget to, take all of the deductions that they should have gotten because they're so busy trying to pinch pennies they forget about all the dollars right that they could be losing by having a good tax system a tax program maybe an assistant or somebody to help you keep track with all of your receipts so watch the pennies but take a good look at the dollars make sure that you've got a good system so that you can take advantage of the tax benefits of owning real estate. Isn't that really one of the big reasons, Sherry, that people become real estate investors? Well,
0: absolutely. It's, you know, depreciation. It's all those things. But just like any other governing agency, they want your paperwork. And so you have to have good tax records, especially if you're dealing with a lot of tenants. Um, You know, security deposits, are they in separate accounts? I mean, there's just so much to do, and which leads into number 20, which, you know, if you're a real estate investor, you are a business owner. And so using those great tools, limited liability companies, S-Corps, Series LLC that we have here in this state are so critical because that's the first layer of your wealth foundation. Then comes your insurance, and then comes your knowledge and common sense that says anything that I can do to avoid creating my own liability exposure, I should be taking advantage of what is available.
1: Sherry, when somebody buys their very first real estate property, their investment property, and they talk to you about getting all of these 20 items put to bed, Get everything set up so they're it formed properly, and now they're doing business the right way. When they buy the second property, the third property, I mean, do they have to start over again? Is it essentially recreating the wheel on every property, or, or once you get going, do you have the momentum to make it happen?
0: Absolutely, the momentum. This the hard work's up front, but then when you understand and you become consistent in your business practices, you treat it as a real business. Then of course, it's a lot easier now. That uh, doesn't take into account, you know, the the weird stuff that's going to happen because anyone in business knows there are times it gets weird. Mm. However, if I am proactive versus being reactive, if I am clear about where my liability exposure rests, then I can do those things to make sure that I'm not the one uh, getting sued. You
1: know, a lot of people want to make that move into real estate, Sherry, but I think that they have. They have fear. A lot of people, they don't want to admit that they have fear in their lives, but the fact is we all have it, some to more of an extent than the others, but it's just that nobody wants to become a failure. And I find that many times, rather than trying to be successful and doing great things in this world, at the risk of possibly failing, many people just, they choose not to get into the game. They'd rather be subservient to others, become the tenant rather than the landlord. When I hear you talk about real estate, how you invest, I can feel your passion, and that passion gives me a great deal of assurance that if I'm becoming a real estate investor and I want somebody on my side, that would be you. You're a great person to talk to, and and I think when it comes to real estate, I really don't know anybody better, whether you're starting in real estate or... You're in your 60s, 70s, and you want to do some 1031 exchanges. You want to maximize the work that you've done to create your investment portfolio. Sherry Hill, you are the person to talk to. And that background, tell us more about your background in escrow, because that's really where all the legal things happen when it comes to real estate. That's like the back office, right, of the, right. every well, transaction. That's
0: exactly, and having that as a background, I did that for 10 years. I really understand the law, I understand the language. I know how to, if I create an LLC for a client or a series LLC, actually can do the work to transfer and title the, the real estate properly inside of it. I mean, I can't tell you how many people go out and do it on their own and then they never actually transfer the real estate under the LLC. It's a whole thing. If you do it wrong, you've got a cloud on title. If you don't maintain your entity, and now you have a delinquent or a defunct entity, you can't sell the property. I mean, there's so many things that you absolutely
1: need help. Sherry Hill is the go-to person when it comes to real estate and real estate for investment. Sherry, you have your own radio show too. Let our listeners know a little bit about the Sherry Hill Show.
0: It's fun. I talk all about business. I don't tend to talk about real estate because that's your show, but everything that you can do to be more successful in
1: business. That's what you get when you listen to the Sherry Hill Show. All of that information will be on our website too, along with more information about Sage International, a company that helps other companies get started or if they just need a rocket thruster to get their sales going or to get their productivity going, Sherry Hill is the person that you want to visit with. I want to thank you for being with us on the thank show you. today, Sherry. It's wonderful. Good and hopefully you'll be coming back and, and sharing sure with us again. And I'd <laughs> like to thank you and our listeners and our viewers for tuning in to the Nevada Real Estate Radio Show. We're in our twelfth year of helping people do great things in real estate and hopefully today is the day that we helped you Take that next big step to becoming a real estate investor. If you have any questions for us, comments about the show, it's easy to get a hold of me, Peter, at Nevada Realestateradio.com. And we'll look forward to talking with all of you again
3: next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at Nevada Real Estate